Here we are again on another beautiful Tuesday. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm tired. How are you? I'm not so tired. I feel good. It's great. I have a one-month-old. Yep, you do. So I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. Which, did, I don't think we ever took a moment on the show to actually celebrate that you had, well, Alicia had the baby. Alicia had the baby. No, I don't think we did. We announced that we were pregnant. Yes, we did. A long time ago, but I don't think we talked about the baby. The baby's here. Yeah, what's his name? His name's Ben, Benjamin. I always say Ben. Alicia always says Benjamin. <laughs> Yeah. As one does. Um, yeah. That's what she'll great. call him when she's mad at him one Benjamin. day. Benjamin. You know? Benjamin. Um, he's adorable. He is adorable. And uh, so. But he's getting typical amounts of newborn sleep. The fact that I'm sleep. here is just a, <laughs> yeah. is a, a miracle in and of itself. Yes. Well, congratulations. And I'm sure everyone out there is sharing congratulations. In fact, Thank someone you. comment and say congratulations Aww, to Jason. Oh, you guys Jason are so nice. And Alicia, his wife, who really nice. did most of the work. She, she did all the work. <laughs> she was amazing. Hey, before we jump into this episode, we want to remind you that one great thing you can do if you want to help more people learn about the show is uh, like, comment, subscribe to the Saddleback YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes or whatever podcast app you like and you're doing the podcast version, take a moment to give a rating or a review in iTunes. Really helps things out, really helps build the momentum of the show and get it out to more people who need to hear it. Yeah, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click the bell. It's the notification symbol so that uh, when anytime a new video is posted, you get an alert. I think it's an email. You get you get something. It's It'll an email. Tell yeah, or if you have the app, it'll give you a notification. Uh, we're getting into the minutiae here. Uh, let's real quickly talk about what we're going to be discussing in this episode. Uh, one thing that we've been learning recently, and we've always, I think we've always known this, yes. uh, but research is showing these days that the number one indicator, so the, like the wonder one, number one marker that we can look to in research that shows a person's spiritual maturity and engagement overall um, is actually their time spent in the Bible. Funny thing, right? The more time you spend in the Bible, the more you grow as a believer, the more you develop the more in time your spiritual you spend in God's word. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a little time to not just tell you about a quiet time, not just tell you how to have a quiet time, not just tell you how important it is to have a quiet time. We're actually going to do a quiet time together, all of us, with our Bibles Bibles are right out, guys. Now. We're doing this. Yeah. This doesn't mean that, you know, if you're listening and you're in the car, it doesn't mean you need to, like, you know, Over have a Bible on your lap or risk life and limb or anything like that. But what we actually want to do is we actually just want to have a real-time, quiet time together. We're going to read through a passage of Scripture. We're going to go through the steps uh, that kind of build a quiet time. Uh, many of you may be thinking, I've never really done a quiet time before, or every time I've tried, I don't really know exactly what I'm doing or how I should be spending the time. Yeah. So we're going to walk you through a real basic template for a quiet time. Uh, we're going to start in the book of John, and then the hope is you just continue repeating this template through the book of John and on into the sunset. Yeah, and then in the show notes, you'll see a, a few links to some different tools that you can use as you continue the practice of a quiet time. So if it's something that you've never done before and you're like, ah, don't don't leave me to my own yet, we won't. we yep. got some helpful tools for you. We're giving you some great resources. So stay tuned. We'll have a quiet time together right after this. All right, friends, we're back. We are uh, going to have a quiet time together. So um, 
in class 201, something that we talk about is is how to have a quiet time is one of the elements of it. And there's a box, and, and, and we're actually having that as a link below. Yep. So you can follow along if you're on YouTube. If you're in the car, you can check this out later. But what we're going to do is follow these 15 minutes with God, a plan to get you started with having a daily quiet time. So the first thing it says to do is relax. Relax. So all we're talking about is taking a breath. It's just getting ourselves in the space, knowing who knows what you came into or out of from the day. Mm. Just taking a minute to relax. So maybe some deep breaths. Deep, deep breaths. So you can just. <sighs> yeah, that's great. Um, and again, and that's just for a minute. We're just it's just getting in the right space for a minute. The next thing that you're going to do then is read your passage, and it can be. Um, a single verse, it can be a, a whole passage, however long it is. But the important thing here, emphasizing quality, not quantity. It's not about how much, um, but the goal is just to read and then stop when you feel God is, is, is talking, is saying, hey, stop, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. So what we've chosen today is a passage that we're going to be doing. Right. One of the best, uh, one, one of the, one area of the Bible that you can't really go wrong is in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're always great go-to chapter, or excuse me, books of the Bible. Um, they're a great place if you're just getting started in your quiet time, or if you're just getting started as a, as a Christian and you're just figuring things out. Great place to go. Start with learning about the life that Jesus lived, because after all, as we know, Jesus is the model. So today we're going to be reading from the book of John. We're going to start at John chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 1 through verse 18, which is just like the first half or so of the chapter. But it's a great passage, and um, the book of John is as I think I've said on the show before, is, is a personal favorite of mine. I love it. Uh, partly I love it because the book of John emphasizes the deity of Christ or the godhood of Christ, that Jesus is God. And it emphasizes that throughout the book, as John writes. Um, and this is a really powerful uh, opening handful of verses that we're going to touch on. And again, as I said a little bit ago, um, what we encourage you to do, we, we deliberately wanted to start at the beginning of a book of the Bible with our reading today, because what you can then do is we're going to take you through the first 18 verses of chapter one, and then maybe tomorrow you can go on and do the rest of chapter one and then start chapter two the next day. The goal is that you would, if you don't already have the habit of quiet time built into your life, that this would be a springboard for you to begin that habit, and we will literally walk you through your very first one. So I'm going to read uh, and I'm going to put the, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the verse on the screen for you so it's easier for you to follow along, or you can always grab your Bible if you've got one nearby. And just uh, so you guys know, both Doug and I are currently using the NLT, the New Living Translation. You took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, were you yeah. literally about to say that? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. uh, which, is, which is actually an important point. Um, make sure that you have a translation of the Bible that you can read easily. So when you're, uh, if you're using the Version Bible, you know, the, the Bible app, uh, New Living Translation is is my personal favorite for quiet time. Um, New International Version is also great. And there are a handful of really solid Bibles, but um, NLT is the one that I like to go to. You if don't need to jump to the King James unless you're like a Shakespearean scholar and that's what you love, that language. Yeah. Um, translations like the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, those are great, uh, very powerful, good study translations yeah. um, for a more... Uh, uh, for a more almost word-for-word -word translation. Um, but they're not really that great for a quiet time because they can read a little bit clunky because they're trying to stay so true to the original text. So the NLT is a great place to go. I would encourage you to read that one. So let's begin reading without any further ado. Please join me, John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. 
the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about Him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. So we'll stop right there. This is a, a really important um, stage-setting passage. It sets up the entire book of John. And again, this is uh, a, there's a big focus here on Jesus being God himself. Um, but that's literally all there is to the reading of the passage. You're just reading it. You're not uh, stopping constantly to dig in and study things. For the purpose of a quiet time, we want to read through the passage and just let God speak to us. So we're doing a top-level reading of the passage. One recommendation I would give you, um, is as you read through a passage, you may have questions popping into mind, like what's this or what's that or why is this included there? I would encourage you to have something to write on during your quiet time so you can jot that question down on the side. You don't necessarily want to forget that question. You want to come back to it, but for the purpose of your quiet time, you're trying to read conversationally uh, and hear from God through the passage and not necessarily dig into every minute detail of the passage. Yeah, that's an important point. This isn't the time to break out your concordance in dictionaries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as Doug was saying, is this is this is a conversation with God. It's it's a time of just saying, God, I'm hearing from you, and then I'm going to respond to you. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, think of it like a conversation. So, if, if you were having a conversation with someone, uh, what you wouldn't want to do in the conversation is every sentence or two say to that person, "Hey, let me stop you right there." I need to think about something real quick. Hey, let yeah. me stop you right there. I need it's to... It's really annoying hey, when Doug does that to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me stop you right there. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the role or the goal of a quiet time is a uh, conversational time with God. And to be interrupting it constantly to go on tangents isn't necessarily the best thing for a conversation. Again, those questions are very important, and you want to come back to those because those are valuable for study. But the purpose of a quiet time is not study. The purpose is to hear from God. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Cool. So we spend a few minutes reading, which is what we just did. Give or take four or five minutes is kind of what our what our guideline is to get started. And then what do we do next? And then we would move on to the uh, phase that's called reflect. And what that is, is just it's thinking about 
what it is God's saying. In yeah. class 201, we refer to this as meditating on God's word. Mm. And um, in the book for class 201, there's uh, a few different ways that it, options that you can go about doing that. There's uh, something that we call the applications acrostic. So it's just, it's a frame to which you think through the passage. Is there an attitude to adjust? Is there a sin to. Uh, a confess is there a, a promise to claim? Just some mm -hmm. examples from that. Um, there's also um, an element called the six ways to uh, study the Bible, uh, which is from the devotional method of Bible study, mm. um, which has which allows you to engage in such things as picturing it. So you're picturing everything that you're reading in the place. There's uh, personalizing it, mm. uh, putting yourself into the passage, which is usually good in, in, in Paul's epistles and different things like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there's different tools. What what I think would be really great for this passage to talk about a little bit is uh, is something called the application bridge. Um, now this is kind of more in the apply it section, but it works really well too as we talk about this passage in particular because it's so rich and so deep in looking um, at, at Jesus as as God as, as Doug was. Uh, as, I'm talking about earlier that the application bridge will really help us in this period. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, picture basically what we're talking about is is looking at what did the original hearers of this book understand? Yeah. What was being said to them? How did they understand it? And then we try extrapolate from that the timeless principles. And then we make an application, or how does that speak to us today? That's the personalized part mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, so you can picture, uh, you know, like what we teach in class 201 and, and elsewhere, is you can kind of picture two towers, and you're, you're trying to create a bridge between what was being said then and where we are now. And so the application bridge is this idea that there is a timeless principle that is taught almost every single time you open the Bible, you're going to find a timeless principle that's contained there. And it's that timeless principle that bridges what was said those thousands of years ago to your daily life today. And so it kind of begins you on this application journey. But it's a good place to start with reflection because as you look at the passage, you, you, you begin to think about, okay, what are, the, what are the timeless truths here? What are the principles that, that never change and that are still just as valuable and just as applicable today as they always were? Um, and so as we do the reflection um, stage here, is there, any, is there any reflection piece that sticks out to you, Jason, on this passage? Um, in terms of, of reflection, honestly, there was a few that my mind really hit on. First is kind of, is the very beginning. It mm. starts in the beginning, right? There's only yeah. one other book that starts in the beginning. Yeah. And, and that's Genesis. So really what what is being said here is, is Jesus it has always been. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful because it harkens back to Genesis at the very beginning, and we see later in the chapter that Jesus was was involved in creation. Right, is that happened through Jesus, mm -hmm. and so there's something that's so powerful. If you look at the gospel, um, and you're about to read about the life of Jesus, but then you have it in that framework of Jesus has always been. Yeah. Jesus was involved in creation. It, it happened through him. There's something mm. so powerful about setting that up um, that it really it, it encourages me to just stop and reflect on how am I thinking about Jesus right now? Mm. Am I thinking of him in terms of, of he was a, a guy or am I thinking of him in terms of 
uh, he was not just a guy. Mm. <laughs> he was a you know a human man, but he was also God in the flesh. Yeah. And so it, I think it's just a just a great encouragement um, to stop and just reflect um, yeah. on how are you thinking about Jesus right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can look at the reflect part of the process as kind of savoring the passage a little bit. Yeah. And just really really kind of soaking in and enjoying it. Like for me, one thing that sticks out is this, the children of God idea. Mm -hmm. To all who believed in and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And, you know, the book of John, like we just said, starts off with this really grand picture all the way back to creation. Unlike some of the other gospels, um, John doesn't just pick up the Hebrew narrative that's been going throughout the Old Testament. He starts with the broadest scope imaginable, thinking all the way back to creation, Mm -hmm. starting big picture, the story that includes absolutely everybody. And so then contrasting the bigness of who Jesus is and the bigness of who God is with the fact that we human beings can actually become children of God and be adopted into his family. To me, that's a powerful picture um, that that draws reflection for me. That, that's like yeah, an object of reflection. And that's something that we talked about in a recent episode too, is, mm-hmm. is we heard this myth that everybody is is a child of God. Right. And we kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, so I I was reading that and was like, oh, we 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 talked we talked about that just yeah, the other day. Totally. All right. Then after the reflection, we spend three or four minutes there and um you just take some time and that's another spot where you're gonna probably be kind of quiet and maybe reread parts of the passage and yeah, savor it a little bit. And something that, that I'd encourage to and not everybody does this. Doug does not do this. I do this. So as we go through and read, um I I underline things that that stand out to me mm. that I want to go back and reread. Mm. Doug has a, has a separate piece of paper or a journal or or, or an a, app, a note, note phone, or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, to do that. So there's just different ways. It's an encouragement uh, as you reflect. What I like to do is go back and I like okay. So this is what I underlined. This stood out to me. Why did this stand out to me? And then. Just as a as a side note, as we talk about down the line, after I finish the whole chapter and then the whole book, what I like to do is go back and read everything I underlined. Again. Yeah. Um, anyway, just a little side note. Yeah. Um, so after this period of reflection, then we enter a period called record. And mm-hmm. what we're doing right here is is focusing on the application side of it. So, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond in action based on what um, God was saying through his word. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, what stood out to me with this was the idea of, of light. Um, that was something that I just, that I, I love reading about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to find that exact verse again. Uh, I think it's four and five, four and then into five. Four and into five was the word gave <clears throat> life to everything that that was created and his life brought light to everyone and the light shines in darkness, and darkness can never extinguish it. And I just love when um, when you think about that, and then he, uh, and it, this reminded me of Matthew five, hmm. which is the call to be light to the world. And so, if, as an application piece, it's just it, it's a question to me of: Am I being a light to the world? Hmm. Um, am am I being a witness for Jesus, who is the light? Am yeah. I shining Jesus's light into the world? And so if, we've talked about this before, but the mark of, of a good application um, asks four questions, right? Is it, mm. is it personal? Is it practical? Is it possible? Is it provable? Mm. And so um, what you would want to do out of this 
is, is write out an actual application. So for instance, in this case, um, I, I, I can say I am going to be a light to my neighbors by offering to help them in a matter of their need this week. Hmm. Um, and that's and, and that's being a servant, which is what Jesus was. Yeah. Um, what, was there something that stood out to you in, in yeah, terms well, of this? I, I I touched on the idea a minute ago of this idea of um, you know the grandness of God, and yet His willingness to um, to condescend to our level, to come down to us. Because this, like I said, paints this really lofty picture of who Jesus was. But then you also have contrasted with that. Or not necessarily contrasted with that, but but along with that, or, or kind of mingled together with that, is also this willingness of God to come down to the human level. And um, for me, that's a that's a powerful aspect of this passage. And it made me think about um, how I behave around people sometimes, and how um, you know there are people in our lives that we interact with that um, sometimes kind of repel us. There are people who. Um, who may be kind of on the outs of society, or they may be um, a little tougher to deal with, or they may be um, they may be a little rough around the edges and can be tough to actually try to have a relationship with. And I think very often it's tempting for us when we see people in that state, whether it's someone who's uh, needy and we're afraid of what that conversation is going to lead to, or somebody who um, you know maybe is just really. Uh, tough to have conversations with because they can be very rude or very, uh, you know, just tough to handle, whatever the case may be. When There are people in our lives who we tend to sort of avoid or give a wide berth to, right? Where we want to kind of like, we'll take a, we'll make a wide circle to make sure we don't have to interact with this person or have this conversation. And what came to my mind as I was reading this passage earlier is, I don't want to be, I want to be the kind of person that loves those people and doesn't stay at a distance from the troubles of others. Uh, and so, for me, the doable, the doable idea here is, or the, I guess we should call it the record, or the, the application step for me is, next time I feel in myself the impulse to walk away or to avoid, I'm going to move toward instead of away. I'm going to move into a conversation. I'm going to make myself available to the needs of others, make myself available to um, maybe even something as simple as have a conversation with that person uh, and love the the kind of person that we would typically try to avoid or stay away from. Yeah, that's great. So um, so for you, as you are reading either this passage or continuing on, hopefully, with the book of John, um, we've just done our relax, read, reflect, and record, which was the application, to make sure that it is something that you like have recorded somewhere and written down so that... It, you can go back and check. Did I do that? Right. It's you know, it's 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 the accountability piece. It's, yeah. it's saying that you um, did do or that you are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we end with a request, and that's where we um, take what we read and bring it back to God. Yeah. Is we pray back out of everything that we read. A pray about the application that you just thought about. A pray about the things that you were reflecting on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just taking what God said and turning it back into a prayer for God. It's where you can um, I talk about a need that may have, have come up. You're like, oh, I need I need mm. help with this, or this makes me think of a person that is in, in need of this. Yeah, it's, this, it's just this opportunity uh, to respond back to God. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to say specifically about it? Or No, I think we should just do it. should just do it. Yeah. It's perfect. Do you want to pray through your side of it, and I'll pray through mine? Definitely. Cool. Father God, I just I just want to thank you. We just want to 
thank you that you are light, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world and that you have called us to be lights in this world, Lord. Um, I just want to pray specifically right now that um, I can focus more on what it is to be a light in this world and what it means to um, emulate you as I'm talking with others and being with others. So, Lord, um, you've heard that my application and something I want to do is I want to reach out and be more connected with my neighbors and I want to be a light in their life. Um, so I just pray for the opportunity this coming week to do that. Lord, I've said that, and this is something I want to do in this week. And, um, I just pray for that opportunity, Lord. I just pray that you keep putting it on my heart every day. Um, to go and reach out to my neighbor and ask how I can help them, how I can serve them, um, because I want to be a light for you. I want to point people back to you. And God, thanks for, for the gift of your word, for giving us the Bible. Um, thanks for going to the trouble of giving us a document like this that can help give direction to our lives and guide us and, um, and even help us know how to enter into a relationship with you. Um, <clears throat> Lord, uh, we thank you for this passage, especially for, for these powerful words from John. And um, as I think about the, the truth that you were willing to come down from your heavenly place uh, to our broken and messed up place, uh, I'm humbled by that idea. And it causes me to realize that, um, that I do not love others in the same way that you have loved me. Um, so, Lord, I pray that um, you would give me the strength and the courage um, to step into the mess with people more and walk away less. And then when there's a, uh, an opportunity to have a conversation or uh, give encouragement or just step into a moment with maybe a person who's a little bit more difficult or a little more challenging to relate to, um, that you'd give me the, the strength to just do that, to, to do that because it's the right thing to do, because you're the kind of God who loves people who are on the margins and loves people who are imperfect and even difficult to be around. Uh, so help me to be the person that, rather than walking away, walks toward um, people and enters into uh, what they're going through. Lord, um, I pray that you would help each person who's listening or watching today to um, to begin building a quiet time into their life, that you'd help them carve out time, you'd give them a sense of urgency about it, knowing that if they'll just spend time in your word, they'll experience a revolution in their own personal mm -hmm. growth and their walk with you. Um, Lord, we are about doable steps, and nothing is more doable than opening up the Bible and spending time with our Creator. Uh, so help uh, each person watching and listening, and us as well, mm -hmm. to stay uh, focused and stay consistent with our personal time with you. And if anyone's just getting started, Lord, I pray that you'd use this as just a, a, a first run, a trial run at a quiet time, and that you'd begin to build that habit and build that consistency over time. We love you. We thank you for all your great gifts to us, mm -hmm. uh, all the things that we enjoy because of your kindness. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today and doing this quiet time. Hope it was helpful. Yeah, and we do want to say if this if this is your first time, if, if, if a quiet time is something that you've just never grown accustomed to, uh, take Class 201. Uh, every month at Saddleback, we have Class 201, and we talk about the importance of a quiet time, the purpose of a quiet time, and then and walk through this again about how to do it. Right. And if if you have been doing a, a quiet time and, and you just feel like you could use a little a little more oomph to it, uh, we have a workshop that we've talked about before, but we'll hit it again, called Deeper Devotions. Uh, we actually have one coming up in November 
is our next one is November 10th. Great. You can check that out, saddleback.com slash deeper devotions. Yeah. And if you want to uh, attend class, you can go to saddleback.com slash class. And that's a great way to find out what upcoming classes we're offering. And you really must do that. Uh, it'll give you a great introductory look at all the most important spiritual disciplines that you ought to be building into your life for growth. Yes. Uh, are we forgetting anything? I think we got it, didn't we? Hey, yeah. if we forget anything, we'll next always, week. We'll always <laughs> be back always next, next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You know we love you. We'll see you next time. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.